we don't have the sexy voice recording, but we're recording, guys. <laughs> Bummer. All right. Three, two, one. Steve, we're back again with another episode of the Steel Target Paid Podcast. You know, we start these off with, what have you been shooting? So tell us, Steve, what have you been shooting? Well, we talked a little bit about the South Carolina match, and I've been doing some training, getting ready for the U.S. Steel shoot here. Uh, not this upcoming weekend, next weekend. So ready to uh, lay down some great times. What have you been shooting, Jeff? You know, still uh, during the week, I get a lot of USPSA in shooting PCC. I did go out uh, last uh, Monday and uh, and worked with about five the five different guns I hope to shoot at US Steel. Put about a uh, hundred rounds down uh, on Pendulum for each gun, and um, you know, uh, I've, been, I've picked up the open uh, optical sight revolver and open, and um, have a lot to learn. So uh, <laughs> practice is practice is good. So. Well, you know, Steve, we, uh, you and I have been talking about uh, getting some return guests on, and we've got one of our, uh, our very first guests on the show. Um, uh, can you remember who that was? Absolutely. The legend, Zach Jones. How you doing, Zach? <laughs> the legend. <laughs> the legend in my own <laughs> mind, maybe. Um, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I look forward to uh, our conversation tonight. We know, Steve, I, I reached out to Zach uh, and, and talked to you about it. And, you know, a lot of people uh, go to matches as shooters. But I don't think they really understand what it takes to actually put on a match and all the stuff that they see behind the scenes. So, you know, we reached out to Zach, and, and you know, there's really not anybody better who uh, on the local, uh, state, and national, and, and even world level um, – knows what it takes to put on a, a successful match. So, uh, you know, we reached out to him, and, and Zach's agreed to kind of talk about uh, about that topic today. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, and, and I can go ahead and just tell you guys the secret right off the bat, and, and this can be a real short uh, podcast. Um, get a good wife and let her do all the work, and you take all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's there's no doubt that there there's never a match that I've been at where Donna hasn't been there, and um, it's uh, it's always good to see both of you, and and you're both always working hard. Oh, we appreciate that. Yeah, um, South Carolina State this year was our our fifth year, and um, I think this is her only her second year shooting it. So the first three years we had the match, she worked the entire match, but didn't shoot at all. Wow, that's dedication. I don't know if I could go to a match and not shoot it. I, I well, think I would be uh, itching, itching to want to grab a gun. Yeah, well, I mean, at, at first, you know, she was she was following me around, and this was Zach's hobby, you know. And then she kind of got a little interested, and and we had a um, one of our December club matches coming up and I told her that if she was ever going to try it, that that would be the match because it's our fun match where we shoot mostly outlaw stages and uh, two official stages. So we can call it a sanctioned match. I said, if you're going to shoot it, this would be the one to do it. Well, I probably should have kept my mouth shut because now she's shooting. <laughs> she's got a better PCC than I do, you know, so, but no, it's, it's been a great time for us. Um, working the matches together and, of course, shooting them together now. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, we know, um, 
Steve, I know you you uh, at a match will will uh, you know run shooters. Uh, I don't know if you've ever actually worked on on putting together a match. Have you? No, I wouldn't say putting together a match. I've had the distinguished responsibility of being the uh, sponsorship director for a couple of major matches, most recently the last Georgia State Steel match. And I think we brought in about $15,000 to put on the prize table. So it's really, really cool when you have a low match entry fee and you have such a great prize table. But, man, I, we, we couldn't do these types of things without the support from these wonderful companies in, in oh, the industry. No so so I'll share a little bit of perspective when we get when we get there about – how do you attract sponsors and how do you get them oh, coming back? Because that, anytime, that, anytime that, that I've asked, you know, I'm just humbled by the support and uh, you know, it's, what do you need, Steve? What do you need? And, and it's, and it's easy to do when you're uh, you know, uh, soliciting for sponsorship stuff at big matches, you know, the Georgia state steel match will probably be the largest level two match this year in steel challenge. It was the largest level two match last year in steel challenge, but I've also uh, had that responsibility at some other smaller level two or state level matches. And just the support from the industry has been, it, it's, it's really humbling, Jeff. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that because sponsorship is one of my weak areas. So I'm glad you know what you're doing. Oh, <laughs> I actually avoid that. <laughs> hey, let's not get carried away, Zach, but you know, what do they say? It takes a village. So yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, Zach, let's, let's just talk about, you know, uh, you know, early on, you know, what are the, the things that you run into when you're talking about, okay, I want to have a match, you know, what are, what do you, what do you think are some of the initial roadblocks or, or, or uh, stumbling blocks or speed bumps or whatever you want to call it that, you know, from that first concept of, Hey, uh, this match has never existed before. I want to have this match. What are, what are some things people can, can think about to make their lives easier when doing something like that? Okay. Well, the first thing, and this might surprise you, is don't be intimidated by the fact that you want to put on a, a level two or a state level championship match. Because honestly, it's no different than running your club match. Well, okay, it's a little different. You have more people show up. But other than that, it's really like at least for me i try to run it the same way i would run my monthly club match um so there are a few other considerations to take into mind such as when are you going to have the match because um you know if it's in the dead of winter then you know unless you're one of those tough guys or gals i'm not going to go out and shoot it because you know being down here in the south i got that thin blood and i'm not going to go freeze um, so, you know, the time of year that you can have the match, um, what other big matches are going on? For example, with U.S. Steel Shoot coming up next weekend, um, the multi-gun nationals are the same time frame. So that may have hurt some of our participation this year. It may not. I don't know how much crossover there is between um, Steel Challenge and multi-gun. But say, for example, if there were a large area match going on that same weekend, then I definitely think we would have had some problems with attendance. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at this six is the following weekend, so they did not clash with one another. But I could definitely see, because uh, I plan on shooting both, and I could definitely see how that would be, you know, something that would uh, diminish or has a possibility of diminishing uh, 
entries? Well, it can. And, and if you have, say, a big match here in the south and then a big match somewhere in, like on the west coast or up in the Pennsylvania area, New Jersey, where they have a lot of the state-level matches, you know, that's enough distance where if you have a, a large match on the same weekend, um, it shouldn't present a problem. You're not going to be poaching shooters from, from um, you, you know, the, the area. But where you would have a problem, say, for example, in Florida, you've got a number of large steel challenge clubs down there. If you have a level two at, say, you know, somewhere in the northern part of the state um, and then another one down in the southern part, you know, there you're going to you're going to hurt yourselves because people aren't going to, you know, people that you might normally draw, you know, from the north down to the south aren't going to travel because they got a, a match basically in their backyard. So. Yep. You know, what I try to do is I keep a calendar when I know of um, any match, if I'm going to shoot it or not, I put it on the calendar. So when somebody approaches me and says, hey, we want to have a, um, a level two match this weekend, what's going on? I can at least say, okay, you know, you're good that weekend because there's nothing within, say, 350, 500 miles of you where they're having another match. Or I could say, hey, they're having a you know, a sectional, USPSA sectional that same weekend, you might want to consider a different weekend. So this goes in, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, this is a leading question. Um, and, and for those that are out there listening, you're going to know I'm talking to you. So this is how you come up with the weekend that you're actually going to run the match. Right. Um, and for those that haven't picked up on that, there's, a, there's, there's every weekend someone's going to have a problem with it. And so realize that there's this stuff and a lot more that goes into picking when a match is going to be. Um, if, Ma if, if Zach is going to run a match and be the match director, well, he's got to make sure he's possibly got time off of work. And if he can't get the time off, well, then that match isn't going to happen that weekend because it's kind of tough to have a match without a match director. Well, so. that or somebody else can do it. And I can try to advise them and get them going as best I can from remote. Um, right. Uh, what was I going to say? There was something about, oh, um, South Carolina State is a perfect example of, of, you know, sometimes there are things outside of your control that dictate when you have the match. Um, this year we had it in March because our home club, Palmetto Gun Club, is actually closed as of tomorrow for three months because we're doing major range renovations. So oh, fortunately, right. the the good people up at Mid Carolina Rifle Club, Julie Holling and everybody up there, um, were receptive to l allowing us to host the match up there for the second year in a row, and and uh, I think everybody likes shooting there. I had a good time, Steve. How about you? You know, when I actually uh, found the club, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you're telling on yourself man. there. Hey, you know, it is what it is, man. But my man, Larry, he put the foot down. I think we made a 35 commute in about 18 minutes, but I think there was actually two mid Carolina gun clubs and we went to the wrong one. Yeah. yeah there's not, one that it's in, um, outside of Columbia. Then the second one I believe is near Orangeburg or somewhere like that. So. Oh, those, those folks were very, very nice when they found out what happened to us. <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do it's a yeah. it's a nice club and i also like you we talked a little bit about it 
last week. I, I do like the six-stage format. The only thing that's a little bit trippy if you haven't shot in those types of conditions, the the berms were like a sand color, and so the contrast wasn't nearly as great with the plates because of uh, the lighter sand in the back. So that took just a little bit of an adjustment, but it's a first-class facility. I, I really enjoyed shooting there. It, it didn't slow you down, so I'm not buying that excuse. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 it did a little. Did you hear that? Did you hear that excuse? I didn't hear that excuse. Oh, no, uh, no. He's making one up. That's one of the reasons why we painted the post um, red and black. Well, obviously red to, to designate the stop plate, and then black to, um, you know, make the post stand out a little bit more so that the plate on top of it you know, would be a little bit more visible, um, you know, compared to that sandy background. Is that why I was shooting low as I was looking at the post? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you were jerking okay, the trigger. So, yeah, I'm sure that wasn't it at all, Zach. <laughs> so, okay, so so now you've, you've picked your date, you've got your range. Um, What's next? What what are, what are the next things that you have to you know you have to be considering when when you know putting on these these level two uh, matches? Well, like Steve briefly mentioned at, at South Carolina State for the last two years, we've run what we call the speed course, where instead of running all eight stages, we run six. By rule, we're permitted to drop speed option and outer limits um, because that particular facility doesn't have a bay that can accommodate either one. So um, so the matches run within the rules, so you have to decide that. Okay, do you want to run the speed course or do you want to run all eight? My, I really, really like the six-stage match because the turnaround is actually faster. Okay. So for um, normally normal planning purposes, we allocate 30 minutes per stage so if you're running um, six stages, you can get the match done in three hours. And if you're running all eight, it takes you four hours. So, you know, with that, using that as a, as a guide, then we started shooting at nine. We had lunch at noon, started the afternoon session at one, and then you're done for the day by four. Um, and that, that really works well. Well, you know, we ran that same format at the uh, West Florida Championships, and even in the uh, uh, slightly less than hurricane but torrential rains that we received, yeah. we still stayed on. We still stayed on time. It didn't slow yeah. us down in the least. And so, uh, you know, I think at the majors, you know, uh, you know, the the level threes and 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 the and the bigger level twos that choose to run it, you know, the eight stages work. But you're, I, I'm with with both of you. The the speed course is just it's fun. It's just fun. Get out there and, and, and rip those, those fast stages. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then of course, the next thing, once you, you decide, you know, how many stages is also going to determine how many ROs you need. So in our yeah. case, we had six stages, so I needed a minimum of 12 ROs per session. When you go up to eight, you're going to need a minimum of 16 per session. So that's going to have some impact on your pool of available ROs. Fortunately, you know, we had people that were coming from out of state and within state that worked the match. Um, so, 
you know, I can tell you as a match director, that's probably your number one headache is making sure that you get ROs um, in advance. And what I found helped this year was to put the word out early when the match would be, you know, call for help and then say, okay, when, as soon as you got somebody who would commit to being an RO, send them a pre-registration code, say, okay, go ahead and register in advance and get squatted. That way you're not dealing with trying to make room for an RO on a squad because one of the things that I offer to the ROs is the ability to shoot, you know, one gun per session. So um, that way we have four sessions. You work all four. You can shoot four guns. Um, so, you know, little things you, you, like that you can do to try and recruit your RO staff. So, so Zach, you know, you, you run South Carolina, you run local matches, you know, uh, match director for, for U.S. Steel, uh, World Speed Shoot. You must have retired and, and, and making a living at, at running steel matches. Isn't that right? I mean, don't you just make a killing at all these matches? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my segue here is how do you come up with what you're going to charge for a match. Sometimes it's out of your control because you're the match director for somebody else's match or in the case of the WSOC, you know, that's decided on by uh, the organization, what the price is going to be. But for, for your level twos and, and stuff, how do you come up with the price? Well, some of it is based on previous experience. Um, like using South Carolina as an example, with this being our fifth year, I know that on average it's going to cost me thousand dollars in plaques it's going to cost me fourteen to fifteen hundred dollars in t-shirts it's going to cost um, another eight hundred in food um, and then when you're crazy like we are you can go to Sam's and spend two hundred fifty dollars on snacks there's another you know, <laughs> another uh, chunk of change yeah oh yeah exactly um, and that you know and that's I mean, all joking aside, that's something that you can do that's not that expensive that, you know, having some chips or whatever out available for somebody who wants uh, a little snack or whatever to hold them over until lunch, you know, it, having that out and available for free, you know, that, that's just goodwill. It's a good thing to do. Yeah, we do the same thing at our match, and, and it is a nice touch um, where somebody can go up and grab a bottle of water uh, you know, uh, uh, package of chips, something to hold them over uh, un until the lunch or to, to get them through the rest of the day if it's after lunch. Um, yeah, but, I mean, there's, there's other factors that come into trying to determine the cost. It's like, okay, what kind of fee, you know, like a rental fee or a per competitor fee are you going to have to pay the range? Um, and then, of course, the, the activity fee for um, – USPSA because for your typical club match it's a dollar per gun for your state level tier two match it's um, two fifty per gun so there's an extra dollar and fifty cents that you've got to account for some way um, you know and th there's other costs like we bought fortunately the good folks up at Double Alpha um, reached out to us and said if you want to do um, a timer sponsorship we will provide the timers. Um, you buy so many, and then we'll match so many um, up to a, an amount. 
And so we did that. So we ended up, we bought eight timers, or we got a total of eight timers from them. And what I did was after we used them at the match, I did a random drawing for those eight timers and um, contacted eight people that won them. Obviously, you two guys didn't. Neither did I. Um, yeah, I was going to say, did you uh, hear something? Because I didn't hear anything. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> I got my um, four. Thanks. Thanks, Zach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so we, we gave out those timers. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's an expense that we had up front that later turned into a gift. That's cool. So, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Zach. Let's talk about the sign-up uh, sign aspect because I think as – as some of these matches because i did the south carolina match sell out i think it did at one point and then a couple of people backed out but you had close to 240 guns didn't you it, exactly yeah we and and that i i learned something from that that i'll pass on um okay so based upon 10 guns per squad six stages and four sessions we could have a maximum capacity of uh, 240 guns in the match so that's how we set it up on practice score we did fill the match up and then when the um, registration closed I contacted those that were on a waiting list and said sorry um, you know we're not going to be able to get you in because the match is full well it turns out after I did that and then withdrew them and removed them from practice score and everything like that people started dropping out. Like one guy, unfortunately got into a, a car accident and wasn't able to come shoot. So that right. freed up two slots. Um, so the lesson I learned is even though the match sells out and you got people on the waiting list, there's almost always going to be some sort of last minute cancellation. So don't remove anybody from the wait list until the very last second. Um, cause if I, cause I did it on Sunday, um, when I closed the registration, and if I left it, left them in there until Wednesday night or whatever, um, or Thursday even, then I could have possibly have gotten them into the match. So I think we ended up with 226 guns or something like that. So I mean, it was a good turnout. I'm very happy. Oh yeah, with that. absolutely. But you know, I'd love to have had uh, 240 exactly. But hey, that's a goal for next year. So so as a match director. Um, when should you open up registration for a level two match? That's actually a difficult question because in some cases you see people that will open up registration months and months and months in advance. Then right. in other, other cases you see that they open it up, you know, maybe a month and a half to two months out. Um, I, I don't know if there's any one right answer um, with opening them up, you know, so far in advance, people tend to forget about the match. Unfortunately, unless you're very actively promoting the match um, and, and things like that. So, you know, for South Carolina, I think I opened it up in February, you know, so about a month and a half in advance is what I did, but, you know, for the world shoot, we did that one. Um, when did we do that one? March, first of March, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. It's so too many matches. Um, but you know, I, I don't know that there's the, any right answer to that question. It's it's what 
you know, the match director wants to do it. And, you know, one thing, by doing it a little bit early, especially if it's your first time, it gives you a chance to gauge interest in the match. If you open up registration and nobody signs up, then it's like, okay, well, is, is this really something that we want to do? Conversely, if you open it up and it fills or gets, you know, 50% full the first couple of weeks, then you know you're on to something and you better do your homework and make sure you put on a good match for those people that are, are planning to invest the time and expense to come shoot with you. Gotcha. And, you know, as a competitor, I shot, I don't know, 10 or 11 major matches last year, and I'm sure Jeff shot that, if not uh, more, because he shoots a lot of USBSA. But as a competitor, you may not necessarily have to open up the match and f for registration, but at least as a match director, please confirm your dates if you want some of the top shooters across the country, that, or at least shooters that are shooting a bunch of matches, because that's how we plan our our travel schedule and our work schedule and vacation time and family trips and that type of thing. So if you late, if you wait too late in the year and you don't confirm a match, you know, your attendance may not be as good as what it, what it could be from some of the, some of the shooters that shoot a lot of, a lot of matches. Oh that's yeah. A really that's good a, point. Th that is a very good point. And you know, you, I mean, because some people may not know this, but in order to hold a state level or tier two match, you're required to submit documentation to um, Troy McManus, who approves it and sends it back. And then when, when he does that, when he sends it back to you, he also sends me a copy of it so I can keep track of what matches are on the calendar and things like that. But the sooner you plan on having a match and you get the approval from USPSA to have it, start putting it out that you're going to have it on this date. Um, and um, put it on, you know, obviously you can set up registration on practice score, but you don't have to open it up. But at least if it's on practice score, people can search for it and find it that way. And then also list it on the match calendar on the Steel Challenge website. I mean, that's how I go and look to see if there's some uh, area or tier two match that's coming up that I'm not aware of. And whoever updates that match calendar on the Steel Challenge website, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it because it seems like anytime there's a match that's confirmed, if you go out there and look on the calendar, it's within 24 hours and sometimes maybe even before a match director announces that that uh, a match is, is, is confirmed. But I, I do have an interesting question, and maybe this might be geared a little bit towards Jeff because it seems like it maybe not – not 100% of the time, but it does seem like Florida uses match signup. I don't know if it's .org or .com. Um, what's, what's your preference, Zach? Because there are a lot of people that are using practice score, and, and it seems like if I want to shoot a match in Florida, I have to go to the match signup and remember my pin that I can never forget or you know, all that, kind of, <laughs> that, that fun yeah. stuff. So what, what, what's, what, what's your viewpoint on all that? Well, I, I'm – I'm going to admit I'm biased. I'm 100% practice score fan. Um, I, I, I've used the other match to, I mean, the other match sign-up website to register for matches that are down in Florida. Um, but like you, I invariably will forget my pin or it's difficult to register multiple guns because, um, especially if it's one where you don't have to pay an entry fee right away for your, your guns and things like that. So, you know, obviously there's, there's things that practice score doesn't do well that, but 
you know they're working to improve it um, but yeah I'm I if someone contacts me and said okay we're going to do our first match and and um, uh, we're going to do registration on match sign up uh, we want your help I say sure I'll help you once registration closes and you can send me the match file I'll help you otherwise gotcha. I don't want to be involved just because I, I know the ins and outs of practice score so much better than um, match sign-up. Yeah, it's, it's a personal preference thing to some extent, um, Steve. Um, the, the guy who wrote match sign-up uh, actually uh, shoots out of the Wyoming club, and so that's why we tend to use it exclusively um, uh, to support him. Um, it doesn't make any money. Uh, if you notice, when you go to, if you ever have to go to match sign-up, you don't see advertising. It was, right, right. Some, it was something put together by him, um, and I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I'm going to I'm going to kind of guess it was it was a, a proof that he could do it. And at the time when he did it, um, where practice score is right now was not there. Sure, um, sure. And and you know, uh, I mean, if you look back um, at you know the steel challenge, you go back four years ago. Three years ago, even, eh, not so much three, but maybe four and five years ago, I mean, it was just starting to get momentum. Zach, you've probably got the numbers, but, you know, it's nothing like it is now with as many local matches and people wanting to shoot multiple guns. Um, I mean, historically, you went to a match, and, and, and there were three different matches, and you shot open, and you shot limited, and you shot rimfire, and then you were done. There was no rifle. There was no PCC. Um and all that's changed uh, and all that's changed. And so, so, you know, like, again, um, neither one's right or wrong. Um, I'm pretty well versed in match sign up, um, and, and not in practice score. Does that mean I'm not going to ever use practice score? No, it just means right now I don't have to. And like, you know, sure. again, it's, it's all a personal preference type of thing. So, well, let me, let me follow up on the, the multiple gun thing, Jeff, because I think you bring up a great point. Yep. Uh, some of us in, in there's a lot of USPSA friends of mine that, that make fun of some of us steel challenge guys. Cause we feel like, you know, Hey, if we're going to spend, I don't know, 600 bucks on match fees, going to the U S steel shooter or world speed shoot, you know, we want to try to shoot as many guns and divisions and all that kind of jazz. And, and uh, you know, USPSA guys, you know, they may, they may shoot one gun at a match and some of these larger matches like the nine days of, nationals they'll shoot maybe three different divisions and three different guns but uh you know sometimes they like to poke us steel challenge guys in the ribs a little bit like why are you shooting so many guns well I, hey i like pulling the trigger and smelling gunpowder that's why i do it but <laughs> exactly because i can <laughs> that's right heck yeah thank god this is a g-rated show or almost said something else but anyway would i had to censor myself beep okay so <laughs> But but I do think though that there's a pretty significant opportunity as Steel Challenger is a great uh, Zach. I, I'm sure you put it together. That was in uh, USPSA's magazine. It used to be called Frontside Magazine. That talked about the growth of activity in Steel Challenge. I think it went through the last three years and it's exponentially increased. I wish my stock portfolio increased like that in the last three years. Uh, oh, if if that were the case, then I could be retired that's and right. doing this full time. Yeah. That's right. So. You know, as a match director, can you talk about a couple of things? One is how do you sign up multiple guns efficiently? 
and then talk a little bit about, I think Tony Martin raised a question here a couple of days ago about, uh, you know, the match entry fee. Is there, it's a better to have, you know, a package of, well, you shoot four guns and the first one's, you know, 50 bucks. And then the next one's 1995, you know, or, or, or just have, Wait, there's you know, more. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> have like well, a special deal. One time good right. offer. Yeah. Oh, one nine hundred. They ain't that kind of show. But anyway, back to <laughs> but, but back to the whole, you know, set price of, you know, is it fifty bucks a gun? That I know Jeff Jeff and I have talked about this offline, but what what's your opinion about those those couple of items and in in what do we need to be doing? Well, it's gonna depend on a few things. For example, um okay, we'll use South Carolina State as an example since that's obviously the match I'm, I'm the most familiar with. Where there, I used a a tiered pricing. So fifty dollars for the first gun, twenty five for the second, then fifteen each for third and fourth. Or I did offer the four pack, which which was one hundred twenty five dollars. That gave you lunch both days and included the t-shirt. So um, then other matches like U.S. Steel Shoot and the World Shoot are a flat rate of $100 um, per gun. Part of the reason that those two matches in particular are um, the flat entry fee is the logistics of trying to approve and get people um, ready, you know, approved for squatting in a timely manner. Okay, so we'll compare the 2018 U.S. Steel Shoot registration to the 2019 U.S. Steel Shoot registration. 2018, we used a tiered approach. So your first gun, if you shot center fire, was 205. Um, second one was, I don't know, 125 or something like that. And then it went down the more guns you shot. Right. The problem with that approach is that, say, you want to shoot five guns. Well, before I can set your entry fee, unless you make a note that says on your first entry fee, I'm doing a six-pack, then I would know right off the bat to shoot, set your um, entry fee to $300. Right. But if you, you know, if you don't make that comment and then you sit there, I've got to wait until you register all your guns and then I set the fee on one gun. That's one way to do it, and one reason why we do that is because you set the fee once, you pay once, but then you have to go back and approve you know, each additional entry. With the flat rate per gun, um, as soon as you register and pay, which I realize generates, you know, if you're shooting five guns, that's five separate credit card transactions. So the match is actually taking a hit on all five entries where – using the set the fee once and pay once, we're only taking the, the hit one time. But it's just a, a pure matter for the two biggest matches that we have of being able to process the registration in a timely manner. I mean, literally, in 2018, Don and I sat in here and worked nonstop from 12 noon when it opened until nearly midnight trying to get everyone – um, get their fee calculated and approved, and then once they paid, going back and approving them for squatting and stuff like that. And this year, um, 
it was busy, but it was nowhere near the disaster for us of trying to get everybody approved and uh, so they could squad and things like that. Gotcha. So, so what you're so what you're saying is for the larger matches you like the flat fee and then with the smaller maybe level two match it kind of doesn't matter it's up to you know the match director is that is it yeah it, it it that's the case I mean I don't know how big of a rush Dave Snyder had when he opened up his um, registration for his series that he runs up in Pennsylvania because um, I know that he opened registration for like every match this year in the series at the same time. Um, I don't know how he worked the fees and things like that, but, um, you know, for your typical state level match, you're going to have, you know, the first night that you open registration, you're going to be the busiest, but after that, it's going to taper off pretty quickly. Um, for us steel and the world shoot, it starts the very second that practice court opens <laughs> registration and it doesn't stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, um, the weekend was filled up for the world shoot. Um, I, I think somebody said it was in 16 minutes. Um, I didn't get to, to verify that myself because Don and I were busy approving people, but I think Jake sent me an email later saying that, that the weekend was full in, in 16 minutes. Oh, I, I, so, I'm sure I'm sure as... Uh going through that process, which is, um, I don't, I don't know the right word again, because this is a G rated show. Maybe laborious would be a good one, but it was, uh, you know, practice score was slow, especially since I was registering so many guns and trying to shoot, you know, trying to balance vacation time and all that kind of stuff. Boy, that, uh, I almost had a nervous breakdown at my, my kitchen table, but because, oh, you know, you, I, I you, can imagine. You're trying to squat, and, you know, at some point, and I know you and I have talked very, very briefly about this, but we probably need to brainstorm. How do we how do we make that process just a, a little bit smoother? Maybe you uh, – somebody made a suggestion. I think – I'm not sure if it was Jeff Johnson or somebody made a suggestion of, you know, maybe you just squat and, you know, you, you sign up and you squat and then you have 24 hours to pay or something like that to, to, to make the process quicker. But where I was going with the U.S. Steel match – I think it was U.S. Steel. Maybe it was the World Speed Shoot. Practice score, maybe it's because I live out in the country. You know what, Jeff? It's the price you have to pay for having your own home range. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. See, oh, see? Nice one. Every freaking hey. episode. No, I, I laid off you about two or three episodes. But, yeah, but you some, did. You, but it's good that you're back. It's good that you're back. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm feeling better. So, but, you know, maybe my internet wasn't quite as quick, but there there was quite a bit of time where, you know, it felt like the system was just so slow. I, I'm sure it would have sold out in four or five minutes if if everything was maybe just a little bit more expensive and the process was a little bit more expedient than what, than what it is. So, yeah. Well, the good thing is, I mean, you're right. It, it is a very difficult process when you have a major match that people want to come shoot. And, and, it's kind of a – it's a good problem and a bad problem at the same time. It's a good problem in that it shows the interest that's in the sport and in the match. Um, so from a match director's perspective, you know, it's a good thing because people are signing up. They want to come shoot and all that stuff. From, you know, I don't know if fairness is the right word or not, but – 
but from a, a squatting perspective and from a competitor's perspective, if you're not, you know, sitting there hitting Smith, 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 you know, right away, you're not going to get that squad, you know, that, that you want. And that's unfortunate. So one of the things that we've done is I've had some conversations with Ken Nelson and um, his team at practice score about how can we streamline the registration process? So one example we talked of is think of a shopping cart, if you will. You go through and pick the divisions you want to shoot. And then we say, okay, this is the fee for that. You get um, a total that you pay one time. And then that covers all the guns that are in your shopping cart. And then you get, an opportunity to go and squad those guns individually because obviously you got to put different guns on a different squad. Um, you know, practice score is not there yet, but we've had the discussion about going to some type of model like that where, you know, we're, we are unique. You mentioned earlier um, about the USPSA guys and gals going to shoot one gun or up to three for like the back-to-back-to-back nationals where for us, you know, South Carolina, it was four. U.S. Steel, if you want to shoot all 13, there's room for you to shoot all 13. Same thing with the world shoot, you know. So, it, it, you know, we, we've got to come up with a way that's going to make it easier for all involved to get signed up for these matches because the, the more we continue to grow and the more clubs are willing to step up to host the Tier 2 and then at some point maybe moving up to a Tier 3 match, you know, as they get more popular, it's just going to get worse for everybody. Let me add Let me some add perspective you. that we well, – hold on, Steve. Let me add a little yeah, perspective yeah, here for go what, ahead, Jeff. What, what we did at the, at the Wyoming club, okay? Because um, as I was thinking about it, I mean, we all shoot different types of guns, but if we'll just take tactical solutions. And if you went to them and said, I want to buy one gun, they'd have a price for you. And they said, okay, well, what if I buy two guns? Well, it – that price would probably be 2x. Well, what if I buy three guns? Am I going to get more of a deal on that third gun? And well, what if I buy four guns? You're going to, you're going to cut me a deal on that? Probably not. Now, maybe for a dealer they might, but my point here is your, your third, second, third, and fourth entries for a single shooter have a value of what the first gun you paid for was to somebody who was only shooting one gun who didn't get in the match. Okay, and this is something that I really thought about a lot when I was putting my match. Now, we went to a flat rate price, and what I did was I said, what's a fair price to shoot this match? It's six stages. It's, you know, I've, I've, I, I didn't have to pay ROs because the, the, the Wyoming club has uh, what we call red hats, which are, are, are disciplined uh, range officers, and so they were working the match, and they got to shoot for free. Um, you know, I had some expenses with, with, I did, you know, we did give away some guns and, and, and some other things. And, and I backed into a number and we came up with a $45 flat rate match fee. Now, what did that mean? That means every slot was valued at the same, but it was still fair. So if you were shooting four guns, you were still under $200 to shoot a match for four guns. And you look at some of these other matches, and I think what happens when you have these tiered pricing is the people who shoot one or two guns are actually driven away from the match because they're paying that higher fee up front 
and almost being penalized because they don't shoot multiple guns. And I've done the numbers, about 25% of every match, 25% of the guns or people in the match only shoot one gun. And as you get, you know, then you've got a, a good mid-range of people shooting two, three, and four, and then, you know, like yourselves and some of the other people that are out there shooting six, it's a handful of people. And it's, it's, that's where, when you look at a flat rate, if you, if you look at a flat rate and you go, okay, what's going to make it fair for everybody? As I, you know, talked to, you know, we talked to Zach earlier, he's not making a living at this. You're not, you're not going to retire if you suddenly decide to become a match director. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it would be wonderful if it was all free, but you've also, you know, there's expenses associated with it. You got to cover those. You don't want to lose money in a match. Yeah. Um, so so that, how, how's that old joke go? How do you make a little bit of money and something start with a big pile of yeah, money? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it was Richard Branson who said, you know, you know how you become a millionaire in the airlines? Well, first you become a billionaire and then you buy an airline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, you, you, Jeff, you, you make a great point because, you know, if you're shooting one gun or five guns or six guns, the, the same experience is there. I, I think the only point that could probably be argued in the back of my head is, you know, uh, like what Zach mentioned, if, you know, if you, uh, if you had one match entry, like at the Georgia state match recently, you got lunch. And so if you're shooting six guns, you're not eating six times. Well, there's probably one or two people that did, but, but, but for the most part, <laughs> well, that food was good enough to eat six oh, times. Man, Marcella, oh, she's wild. Oh, she, oh yeah. Yeah. I got a care package for the way home after the match, which was the bomb. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything about that, Jeff. <laughs> but 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 outside of that, you know, the the people setting up the steel's the same, the the paint's the same. I mean, you know, outside of that, the overall cost per gun's the same. So I think you make a really good, really good point, uh, Jeff. I do have a follow-up question and it's it may be a little bit controversial, but there's a lot of people out there that, you know, because we're in the community and, you know, I, I think we need to talk about things that are going on and that what people are concerned or care about. And, you know, there's not everybody has to sit at their kitchen table and pull out their hair and, and register. So how does that work in USPSA, Jeff? Like when you're, when you're, do you get like invited or something to nationals or how does that work? So at, at, at yes, uh, early on, um, you there's qualifications uh, that you can make. I've actually qualified for the Optics Nationals this year by winning the C class at an area match uh, in PCC. Uh, I won C in Area Six, so I uh, have a pre-registration uh, code. I still have to pay the same amount as everybody else, but I'm going to get sure. to register early. And then gotcha. after everybody is. Then after at some point, I think that opens up May 1st and they'll, they'll let the people get signed up and squatted and, 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 and paid and all that. And then at some point, then they have kind of a general open, uh, uh, registration free for all. to fill up. The, yeah. Free for all to, to fill up the, the rest of the slots. And so it is run, a, it is run a little bit differently, but even for, you know, state level matches, um, here in Florida, area six, 
uh, Florida sectionals, custom gun, factory gun, Doc Welt. These are all a lot of the level two and three matches down here. Um, they're all free-for-alls. They open up and uh, now the difference is, is that in most of those matches, you're not pulling from the nation. Okay. Right. U.S. Steel and the World Speed Shoot clearly pull from the nation. Right. And international. And so, in some cases. And, oh, even international. Good point. Sure. Yeah. Great point. And so you, it's just, you've just got more people banging it out. And again, in, in, in USPSA, you're fighting to get one registration done and then you're done. Right. True. You know, in, 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 in steel, it could be anywhere from, you know, usually two to six. Right. Unless you're, you know, Mike and, 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 uh, and Jason and, and, you know, want to shoot all 13, um, <laughs> then yeah. you're really pulling your hair out. <laughs> but then they learn their lesson. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do that again. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine. I couldn't either. You know, they're, they're, you know, they deserve a special trophy just for doing that. <laughs> well, let's just say, we'll, we'll just say there is something kind of special. <laughs> I'll make him a trophy. Oh, wait, did I say that wrong? Oh, sorry, Mike. I didn't mean it that way. I was going to say, hey, now, you're talking about my boss here. <laughs> so if you've got some design ideas, post them to the Steel Target Paint podcast page, and uh, we'll get somebody to make one. I know a guy. <laughs> but, but, but not everybody has to go through the, the pain and the suffering of signing up for for these matches and then how do you you know because you got some of the folks on the super squad that you know we can throw some names out there but they're you know there's a lot of people in the community that are kind of like well why don't they have to sign up like i do and and go through the angst and stay up until x period of time and and that type of thing and then you've got people that shoot a lot of steel that you know is there a system or a process to be able to pre-register and in those types of things and you know, in certain matches, like at the South Carolina match, I, I know that Steel Target Paint was the main sponsor, and so Zach allowed us to register, you know, a gun for people that wore the Steel Target Paint jersey ahead of time. So we had our own squad uh, on Saturday, which was which was cool and fantastic. And and I get that type of thing, but I guess I don't have the answer. And I was just trying to look for stimulating conversation. Actually, how, have, how, how do we make that better? Oh, I'm sitting down, Jeff. Let, let me have it, brother. Okay. Okay. Everybody who wants to get registered early for a match. I got registered <laughs> early for World Speed Shoot. I got registered early for U.S. Steel. And it's real simple. Volunteer to be an RO. There you go. That's simple. Secrets out. Vol volunteer to be an RO. Give back to the sport. And you will. I, I was signed up what Zach a week or two beforehand and the day the day sign up came around I slept in and went I don't have to worry about it <laughs> <laughs> and for all those people out there listening that are going Jeff you're a jerk I know I'm a jerk I did it on purpose but no that's I mean that is one way you can get around it but but you raise a good point Steve is that you know in the USPSA they do it based on past accomplishments and it's just a different game in steel right now yeah. it, 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 it is. Um, and, and again, you know, you're also looking at a, a match in, in, uh, in a USPSA match, you know, nationals is over three days. 
you're shooting one gun over three days. And they had, I think, 400 competitors in, in some of the divisions. Wow, that's amazing. You know, it, you know, you're looking at, you know, we have, what, Zach? We had almost over, what were we last year at Worlds? Over 600, right? Guns. Yeah. Yeah. But how many actual competitors? Right, yeah. The, the number, of the actual bodies, I think, was... I, I wonder. I think it was over 300. I don't know the exact count. Um, you know, and so you got a guy like me who you know has been fortunate enough, you know, uh, to, to have some, you know, get a couple GMs and have some good places. And okay, I, I earned I earn a slot for next year's PCC match, but I didn't get. I don't get an entry for my OSR now. How do I manage that? I get an early entry for one, but then I still got to get up, you know, and fight the masses for the other one. So it's, 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 it's not an easy question to answer, but it's a good question. It's a good discussion to have. Well, now, another as, thing, too, that, that we should point out is that under the USPSA handgun model, all eight of the areas hold area matches. Under steel, we currently don't have an, an area match in all eight areas. The reason why that's important is that based upon your placement, um, within the area match is one way you can earn a slot to like Jeff pointed out him winning C class at area six, um, allowed him to earn a slot for, you know, the nationals. So our, our sport would need to expand in the areas so that we could implement that sort of, uh, you know, a reward system, if you will, for placing well at a, a area level match. Um, you know, I mean, something like that could work. I mean, there, but there might be some better way of doing it, you know. Um, I don't know what it is yet, but, but yeah, it's it's a difficult thing uh, for all involved trying to get registered and squatted when you want to, especially if you want to try to shoot on a weekend because, you know, like U.S. Steel is a perfect example. This year it doesn't happen to fall during spring break, so a number of our Junior competitors have, um, and their parents and guardians, et cetera, have expressed their displeasure over the date. But, you know, it's unfortunate, as we mentioned earlier, every date, no matter when you pick, is going to be inconvenient for someone. And then there's also nothing that would prevent some other club to host a Tier 3 um, level match during spring break that the juniors could attend. You know, I mean, yeah, it's not the same as attending the U.S. Steel shoot, but, you know, if you want them to shoot at a big Tier 3 match during their spring break, then find someone near you that can host it and do it. And yeah, call 1-800-ZACH-JONES to learn how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For three easy payments of 1995. That's how I can retire. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's certainly tough, and I, I get the whole spring break thing. But you know, last year I had a work function, so I couldn't shoot the South Carolina State match, which I love shooting that match. Um, you, you know, it's just the dates don't necessarily work out for everybody in every situation for all the matches you want to shoot. And but at the same time, you know, I don't know how many guns are signed up for the U.S. Steel shoot, but it's probably. Where are you at, 500, Zach, somewhere in there? Uh, four, I want to say 465 today, as of today. Um, so, I mean, we've got room. So if you want to come shoot it, come shoot it. We'd love to have you. 
Cool. Good deal. Well, this has been really good, guys. Let's circle back a little bit more about uh, uh, about match directing. So we've kind of uh, talked. There's a little. There's a couple other things that you know uh, we've discussed uh, about you know that whole pre-match thing. But let's talk about match day. You know, you roll into the range. Hopefully, um, before any competitor shows up to the the range, and what are the first things you're 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 worried about? getting done Zach uh when you when you're there you know day one of a match um getting through the line of cars of competitors who are already at the range before you (laughs) 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 because every single match everywhere you go to you say the gates open at x a.m and x a.m minus 30 minutes is when people will be there if not sooner than that (laughs) <laughs> well, I didn't have anything else to do, so I decided to just come here and sit in the parking lot. Well, okay, good for you. That's yeah. if you go to the uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the main things that you got to do is, is make sure that you've got um, everything ready to go that it's going to take to put on the match. So um, basically, come match day, I, I think in groups of six or eight, meaning, okay, do I have six tablets? Do I have six batteries? Do I have six radios? Do I have six um, uh, timers? Do I have six, um, well, more than six, more like 12 or 18 cans of paint? You know, and that, that would be like for our speed course. For U.S. Steel and the World Shoot, I have to think in multiples of eight. Okay, do we have, you know, eight radios, eight timers, eight tablets? You know, 16 cans of paint. Do we have 16 ROs? You know, there's nothing worse than getting to the match on match day and having an RO who's either not going to show for whatever reason or is running late. I mean, you know, if they're running late, you can fill in, but if they just no-show on you, man, that, that'll kill you. That'll put you in a, in a hurt and in a hurry. Yep. And then what are some of, like, you know, and I, I mean, I know these are leading questions, but I, I think they're good things to point out. Um, you know, during a match, we found uh, that, you know, one of the biggest things that can slow the match down is, especially in the second session, if you don't get the paint replaced. Because now you got to get somebody to get your paint to the stage. You can't go right. running off the stage. Um, the second one is um, when the sticks break. And True. Yeah. we proved that basically in the speed course, um, if it's got a if it's a circular plate, it's gonna get shot. <laughs> it's just yes. that simple. <laughs> Every single round plate had hits in the wood. Yes. Yeah. So I mean that's some things you can do. Right, yeah. And when you got stages that use, you know, unusual size wood like pendulum, where you've got the very tall outside plates, you definitely need to have spares for those right there on the stage because they're only going to be used on that stage. So it doesn't make sense to keep them, you know, back in the connex or in some central location. If, if, a, if a piece of wood can only be used on one specific stage, then have it at that stage. Yep. And, you know, here's another one that, that, that we ran into um, just as, you know, I mean, we figured it out, but it's match day. They're shooting. It's 11 o'clock okay, who's going to go get the food? Cause it's not here yet, you know, or, you know, or, or we need to go pick it up, you know? And 
You can't, the match director could probably go. The range master clearly couldn't go. He's got to be there or she's got to be there on the range. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, you talk about having an RO or two ROs on every stage, but there's, there's this, the support staff that you got to consider who's doing your stats. Is that person, you know, that's, that's usually not an RO, you know, now you being, you know, uh, the Zach Jones can wear a lot of hats <laughs> in a match, <laughs> but, um, I know. only wear steel target paint hat. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Oh, oh yeah. I expect that a good was, check this was... month, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me now, Larry? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah, I mean, again, I think, you know, it's a great experience to run a match and I'll be honest with you for me, um, I mean, I want to shoot well, uh, at every match I go to, but when I'm, when I was, when we decided to have the West Florida match for me, it was more about like a successful match was putting on a successful match. It wasn't how well I shot. It was, you know, having people walking off and going, I, I mean, I had five people come to me and go, when is the sign up for next year's match? And this is after oh. the rain. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that's. That is probably one of the best compliments as a match director you can get is mm-hmm. when when will it be next year? Um, you know, and and you're right. You know, if you if you care about shooting well, then don't be a match director because yes. you know you're you know, being a match director really is a customer service business. Okay, your customer is the competitor that takes the time the effort, the expense, and all that stuff to travel to your match and shoot it. So if you don't provide them with a, a good experience, then they're not likely to come back next year. And that's that's not good for your match. You want the people that want to come back and shoot year after year after year. I mean, we've got – I looked it up after our match this year. We've had – I think there's a total of eight people that have shot every single South Carolina State match. Um, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and that that's pretty cool. So those people deserve some special recognition. But of course I don't know all eight names, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's where you, that's where you're following up with you go. You know who you are. Thank you. Yeah, you know yeah. who you are. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Well, again, I think, you know, uh, with the effort I've noticed it, and I've noticed it working with you. I've helped out at South Carolina now twice, and 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 a little bit at uh, at U.S. Steel and, and the World Speed Shoot. It, it's all in the preparation. The match runs smoothly, but it's all in the preparation. Um, and if you if you do that prep up front, um, the match tends to run or has the best chance of running as smooth as possible. Oh yeah, I mean the the, the amount of hours that go into you know, something, well, basically from January until the middle of May when we're through with the World Speed Shoot, every day I'm doing something for one of the two big matches. If it's mm-hmm. not, um, you know, handling registration or um, withdrawal request or change, you know, squatting request or or whatever, you know, there's always something that's done. So by the time you get to the match, it's almost a relief for you because, okay, all the prep work is done. Now let's just go shoot. And then that's when you get to go out there and be with 
you know, your friends and family and new friends and family that you meet, you know, for people to come, the, the people that come out and shoot the match for the first time or whatever. And uh, that's just, that's where Don and I are at home. We love going out there and doing that and putting on the best match that we can because we want people to come back next year. Yep. And, and you know, one of the things that I have to say that I, I've seen in the last two, which are the first two major matches and steel challenge of the year, both at the Georgia and the South Carolina match, if there's any opportunities where, you know, the, a squad was not on pace, the, the range master or the match director was right on that squad. And, you know, <laughs> we're all friends and all that kind of stuff, but like y'all got to pick it up a little bit. And, and, <laughs> and <laughs> you, you know, that, that can be a tough situation to be, to be put in, but I think it was at the Georgia match, Jeff, it was the, was it the morning session on Saturday? I think it was yep. right yep. after our first stage, we were already starting to get backed up and, and Bruce Braxton came over and he's a big fella. I don't know how tall Bruce is, but, you know, he stands close to you. So he looks, you know, he may be six foot four, but when he stands close to you, he looks like seven one. You know what I mean? I it's was all gonna about. I say, like, he's like, he's like six fourteen, something like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. He's a and, tall uh, dude, no doubt. And, and he did a fantastic job. He was all over and he walked right up to the squad. And I'm not sure what sort of inspirational things he had to say, but, you know, we got right, right back on, on track. So I think as a match director, you got to be very sensitive to, to uh, make sure that squads are, are, you know, helping out pain and those types of things to, to keep the match, to keep the match going. And I, I'd also like to share one of the things that I always appreciate about a match where Zach and Don are running stats. I can't tell you how much, competitors such as myself appreciated that within it seems like it's instantaneous but maybe it's 20 minutes I don't know but whenever I get around to it I'm looking to see what my times are after my my session you upload throughout the match and and it's really great especially if it's a two session match you'll upload the results uh, after the first session then right after the second session and you know sometimes there's some things that need to be worked through but it's always great because there's some matches you know I'm gonna <laughs> throw any names out there but in the last year or two years where you know it's kind of like well it's been an hour and you know what's going on and the sun's going down and the the wife's texting you hey where you're at so as a competitor, I really, really appreciate that, and it's very noticeable when you and you and Don are at a, at a match when it comes to uh, how well the statistics are are handled and how timely they're updated. Well, you know, some of that comes from the fact that I'm a geek, <laughs> um, and I, yeah. I, I, that, and being a competitor, I want to see where I rack and stack against my peers. I mean, I know I'll never be as fancy, so I go look at the old seniors and see where <laughs> I'm doing there. But, you know, I do that until Kurt Omensetter or John Studer come, then I go, okay, well, I've already lost, so hell with that. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, that's, that's the thing. I'm, I'm fortunate that, um, in fact, at South Carolina State was the first time we used it. USPSA has provided me what's called a cradle point. Essentially, it's a um, router that works over cell towers and provides internet access. So using my regular Wi-Fi equipment, 
and connecting it to the cradle point. That's why basically as soon as you tapped approve, a few seconds later your phone was vibrating with an email showing you your stage score. Um, so that's provided by that that cradle point because it gives me internet access even though the range doesn't have it. Um, and so we'll be using that at U.S. Steel. We'll be using it at um, the World Shoot as well. So I got to definitely thank USPSA for providing me with that piece of equipment. But, you know, it, I'm like you guys. I want to know where I'm doing and, and, and how I racked up against other people. And I know everybody else wants to know that information too. So the sooner we can provide it, um, the better, especially like with Practice Score Competitor app now. I mean, I've, I've gotten where last weekend um, at our local club, you know, we've got range-wide Wi-Fi there. I was running the app because I was tracking other people that were shooting. Um, and so I would refresh and all that. So, yeah, definitely having Wi-Fi available um, for the range or for scoring is, is a must-have these days. In fact, one of the articles I'm working on for FrontSight is um, – how, you know, different solutions for being able to provide Wi-Fi access at the match. Well, Steve, you know, there's a really good segue uh, in, in, in talking about the end of the match or after the match, and, and, and you bring up a good point because, you know, where you're talking about is after a session, getting those scores uploaded, how am I doing? But, you know, a lot of people, myself included, you know, you look at it and you go, you know, I had three or four personal bests, but and they weren't all personal bests. So, you know, now what's my new classification going to be? And that would then be the timely upload of the data to the Steel Challenge website and getting it paid so it then hits the next cycle of um, classification updates. So people can, because that's where it really counts. I mean, you can, you know, you can go out there and, and shoot GM times for the first time you're out there and you're not a GM until it gets uploaded, paid for, and run through the classification system. Right, right. And so, oh, yeah. and, it, and it's more than that. I'll give you a little story about my brother real quick. He's going for the Club 13 membership as well. Well, he thought that he was going to earn his 13th or shoot his 13th division at South Carolina State. So he was all psyched to, to join the club and, and all that. Well, the weekly classification ran. Um, and he is short one division. And so he reached out to me and said, okay, why didn't I join the club this month? And I said, well, cause you're my brother and you're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that no, was coming. But, sorry, yeah. Lou. <laughs> sorry, Lou. Yeah. But, um, but what happened was he had shot PCCI last June and the club never uploaded the results to the Steel Challenge website. So, you know, he should have been in Club 13 already, but because the club didn't upload the results to, you know, Steel Challenge. And they're an affiliated club. They normally upload regularly, but for some reason they missed that one match, and it cost my brother his Club 13 membership. Dang. So. Well, yeah, I mean those are just those are just all the things I know, and and you know a lot of people have been have been looking at the Steel Challenge site, and you know stuff happens, people. Um, the, there was the you know I don't want to say it's yeah, controversy is a terrible word, but you know there was a you'd look at the scores and you're going wait a minute I know I've shot all 
eight stages in iron sight revolver, why do I only see four? And it anomalies happen with these things and they eventually get fixed and we all have to step back and go, we're going to have to wait. <laughs> oh yeah. The next classification run fixes everything. And, and for our listeners that don't know Zach, when does that classification uh, system uh, run? Okay. Um, we run it every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. So by 8.02, I'm downloading the classification update file that I use to uh, determine who all is in Club 13, and then also the monthly statistics that I provide to Mike Foley and the other senior uh, USPSA leadership on our classification growth um, since we baselined it. And so, um, so what I do is I download a file, I import it into a database, and then run queries that count and tell me how many GMs we have in, in each of the 13 divisions. I do it GM through D. So I know, you know, how many of every single class we have in every single division, and I update that weekly, and, and I send it to Mike once a month at the end of the month. Cool. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing some, of, some, some, some form of that data gets over to our good friend Tony Martin for the Tony Martin uh, Steel Challenge uh, 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 Fantasy League. Yes. Yeah, I, I help Tony <laughs> out and send him a list of uh, – Anybody that's got five or more GMs, um, and then he gets that list by about 8.03. So if it's late, it's all on him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Tony? I, don't, I haven't seen an update in a while. We know you're getting right. data. We, we He's just got heard the data. Man, so. <laughs> I See that bus? I just night. threw you under it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Zach, I think this was really good. I think this helped. Uh, 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 this may have helped a lot of people understand, you know, what goes into getting a match, and and you know when uh, you know something isn't going your way with regards to the price or how many guns you can shoot or or where the match is going to be or when the match is going to be. You know, maybe people will step back a little bit and just go, hey, you know, there's there's a lot to go into this more than just you know. Um, uh, one thing and whether or not, you know, I or Fred or Pete or Sam can shoot, whether we can shoot together and, and all those kinds of things. So, uh, uh, Stephen, I really appreciate you being on. Oh, Steve, you got I'm, any questions? Uh, left happy to be here. No, I, if we got just a couple of minutes, I'll circle back to the, the sponsorship side of things. If you guys want to talk about that for just a couple of minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's hear it. <laughs> So I think one of the issues that a lot of match directors have with, with the sponsorship side is, is, you know, they'll send out a letter and they'll say, Hey, you know, we'll put up your banner um, at, at that particular match, or we'll just, you know, put, uh, put your name in the match booklet or maybe just on a Facebook page or something like that. And all of that I think is well and good, but then it's kind of like, what else do you, what else do you do? outside of that and i'll use glenn as an example at the at the griffin gun club is if you um if you sponsor the georgia state match and it really doesn't matter if it's uh you know because there's different contribution levels and that kind of stuff and and my approach to sponsorship at least for this match was you know i i'm not sitting here well you got to send me thousand dollars worth of prizes to do xyz one two three no it's not about that it's hey whatever whatever you feel as though that you could afford to to donate 
all comers are welcome and we'll get you uh some recognition and you know they're listed in the match booklet but how you take that to the next level is from my perspective is um you know after the match i put out a post on all my social media pages of all this people that sponsored the match tagged everybody that i knew that helped sponsored uh we sent out uh customized um thank you cards to to all the the sponsors that that contributed but it's just not during that match it's about building these these relationships and and it's it's certainly a two-way street and i was fortunate enough that uh jake picked up one of my blog posts and made it an article and in uspsa's magazine that that was uh out i guess it was a couple weeks ago but i got my hard copy yesterday but it talks a little bit about sponsorship is uh, now let's transition to the competitor side it's it's just not a have your hand out and it's gimme 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 it's well why don't i start with what i can do for you and then companies are more more likely or you know will have some open honest discussion with you once they see the benefit and what value and time and effort you're gonna bring to the table because too many times and and i think there's a lot of folks before us and there's still some i'm sure in the industry today that just get stuff and move down the road it's it's how do you engage how do you share your match results with your sponsors or you know how are you promoting yourself out on social media and in those types of things there's there's a lot of great companies out there that have dedicated people that are that are involved in social media find out who those people are um at shot show met the the new social media person with tandem cross and so a lot of companies don't necessarily know how to do marketing that well and as well as uh, social media because you know there's some older guys like this that are trying to fumble our way on through it but it's it's a concerted time and effort and you know okay so take the social media side all those kind of things aside and let's talk about who you are at a match what are you doing for the community how do we want to be associated to you with you um you know i i think there's we we talked a little bit about this i don't know it was probably one of our first first uh couple episodes jeff that there's just a lot of a lot of folks out there that just have their hands out and you know our company will send them a a hundred dollar this or a couple hundred dollar this or get a discount code and that kind of gets you going but you know how many people that these folks give discount codes to or you know give them 50% off or they give you um free stuff in okay maybe you get a thank you and that's it there's no social media presence there's no post um you know we talked a little bit about there was a company recently that I spoke with that could really care less if they're ever on a jersey because they said hey, yeah there's a lot of people wearing jerseys nowadays but we're they see returns as you know referrals to people and social media and and publishing stuff and publishing meaningful uh content so to circle circle the wagons it's all about it's all about relationships and and if you play pay close attention to those that that are uh really helping out and supporting the sport and you become one of their biggest fans and in and you do what needs to be done and and share that positive vibe and share the positive accolades for what what they're doing uh, you know it, it just it comes around um 100 180 degrees or i'm sorry 360 degrees that you know they help you and you help them and and, and vice versa but i will also say the opposite is completely true 
is if that uh, you're being sponsored by somebody or you're somebody sponsoring your match and you don't get a thank you card and you don't live up to your end of end of the bargain, you know what's going to happen next year? Yep, exactly. You won't be. You won't yeah, be there. Right. Yeah, yeah, that that thanks, that's no exactly thanks. right. Yeah, so it's not just you know it's about building relationships and asking people how to help solve some of their marketing opportunities and and just help out and you know that's how I've started a lot of my relationships is what can I help you do? No, I there's nothing I need. I already use your product and X Y Z one two three, and it it it's those relationships are really built on trust and again it's it's truly a relationship so you know the next time you think about asking for something well ask what you do for somebody instead of asking for for a product or something along those lines you know steve i go back to the the max michelle interview and you know there are a number of people out there going oh well you know max is shooting carry optics now because uh sig is making them and and we found out right from him directly where he said no i went out and bought the gun and right. i started shooting it because it was what i wanted to do for sig for what they've done for me over the years and the support they've given me and i think that just kind of encapsulates uh you know as a as a an example of what you're talking about right there what you know what max was thinking what can i do for sig not what is sig going to do for me and then also as a match director, get out in front of folks as soon as you can. Because if you're going to sit here and wait and, you know, let's say your match is in October of 2019, you don't want to be reaching out in maybe September of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now's probably a good time. And, you know, there's a lot of folks that will do a soft commitment, say, hey, you know, reach out to me and um, X period of time before the match and we'll hook you up. That's cool. Move, move down the road. But if you wait so long, um, if you wait so long, then odds are there's going to be nothing there for you. So, you know, there, there's a little bit of that. If we can talk, I, I know we're running a little bit long here, but I, I think that the focus of prize tables, I, you know, the massive prize tables, I think are a thing of the past. Don't get me wrong, the U.S. still shoot. I know Jason does a great job and Casey does a great job putting quite a bit of dollars on the prize table and, the world speed shoot, I think, has been okay. I think the U.S. Steel shoot the last two years has been better than the world speed shoot. But after that, there's a precipitous drop that happens for uh, for uh, some of the level two matches. And I think the Georgia State match the last two years probably the best prize table that I've seen in at, at some of the level two matches. Not saying there's not other great matches out there that aren't putting a lot of stuff on the prize table. But I think that's something that you need to consider with a lot of people that are shooting these matches. They want to pay their 50 bucks or $75 an entry. And, you know, if they get something, that's great. If not, move down the road. You know, everybody wants that $10 plaque. You know, that seems to be more of the draw than, than taking your chances at a, at a prize table. And so I, I think the prize table side of things, I think it's always a nice to have. And I, I personally encourage a random prize table. Don't get me wrong. If there's a, you know, some awards for the top folks that, you know, that put in the time and effort, that's cool too. But I think the random prize table really helps out that people get, a, you know, get some product that they may not have uh, won. You know, maybe if, uh, you know, if I'm shooting PCC at a match and I come in the top three and well, Hey, there's another PCC for Steve. Well, that, that's cool. Don't get me wrong. But I'd much rather have a junior shooter or somebody else that's always wanted a PCC to be able to get one 
through a through a prize table and keep the match entry fees low. That's just my opinion. Well, you know, Steve, I'll say this, and 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 a lot of people talk about different things. I actually agree with your sentiments completely. I think that you know the most important things you can do to have a successful match are start on time, have the stages set up correctly, have good ROs, and remind everybody that this is not a job. This is a game. This is a hobby. This is for fun. We're all competitive. We wouldn't be out there trying to compete if we weren't competitive. But Correct. Yep. <laughs> 99% of us are not making any money. This is, you know, this game is not putting food on our table or paying for our cars or our homes or our kids' braces. <laughs> this is, this is right. a hobby, and and we can all be serious about it. But you know, you do those comes now. You start adding the other things. Okay, there's going to be a random giveaway or there's going to be a prize table. Those are all nice to have. But I don't know of one person who signs up for a match going, I came to this match because of the prize table. Now I'm sure it happens. I just don't know them because most of the people that that I've met in the community tend to be more about, I'm shooting that match because of the prestige of that match, because of the people who are running the match, or because of the location, uh, and it's always a quality match. And, and if, you, if, you, if you come at it from those perspectives, um, it will be successful. And subsequently, you know, East Coast Steel Challenge didn't pop up overnight. U.S. Steel didn't pop up overnight. There's a lot of work that goes in, that, that, that they're involved in those things, and they've now gained a reputation where they can have some bigger prize tables. And even right. the WSSC, you know, I mean, Zach, I don't know, but it's been at least eight or ten years that they've owned the Steel Challenge. Isn't that correct? Do you know? I don't know if it's been that long because um, I've only I've even been involved it, with it for about five now. Okay. I mean, even even in, even in five, I mean, the the growth has really happened in the last three years. Yeah, you know, and so you know, and 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 it's and it's growing, and 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 it's a good match, you know. This year, luckily, it's going to be a month sooner, so we won't be dying in the Alabama heat, <laughs> which <laughs> Ooh, I'm goodness. excited for. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was good. It, I, I think I think I, I I second every every one of your sentiments, Steve. It was those are really good really good points let me just add one thing about prize tables though for someone that's listening and that's considering having a, a your first state level match don't think that a prize table is a requirement it's a nice to have if you can do it you know for years the south carolina state match was advertised as a plaque only match it's only in the last two years that we've had a prize table and the only reason why we've had that is due to the generosity of palmetto state armory and chad wiley if it weren't for him all we would have is plaques and there's nothing wrong with that in my opinion as long as people know up front when they when they go to register that it's you know you're coming to compete for a piece of wood not something that you might get off of a table. All right. Well, thanks again, Zach Jones, for being on. If you would uh, need something that you can't live without on rainstore.net, use discount code STPODCAST10 for 10% off. And thanks for being on, Zach. Hope to see you out on the range soon. Oh, yeah. We'll see you both at uh, U.S. Steel next week. Fantastic. Good. good talking with you, Zach. Steve, always fun. See you later, everybody. See you, Jeff. All right, take care.